everybody. Welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet. Today, I'm here with Joey Pineda. Yes, sir. Said oh, it exactly heard, correctly. I pronounced it right. I'm getting better yes. at this crap. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Want to welcome you to the show. You got a bunch of you got a bunch of comic different comic book series going on now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and so crazy how it's just so crazy how some of this stuff just kind of happens. You know, when you love something so much, you know, it's just like why not do a little more? You know. But the beauty of my creating is just kind of just, just, um, I love that everything happens so organically, you know, things happen and it's just like, boom, inspiration, you know, even having a bad day, sometimes it will inspire some of the greatest ideas. And, uh, you know, I, I, I try to tell, uh, a lot of people that want to create or just in general, just in passing or whatever, you know, man, inspirations around us, no matter what's going on, you know, I mean, 2020 ain't been very well to a lot of people and, uh, you know, make the best of it still, though. I mean, you still can find inspiration even in these tough times. Oh, I'm inspired now because I get all my toys back. Cause, uh, <laughs> back in 2016, I landed in a coma. Now I'm in a wheelchair. and uh, But it's motorized, so I don't have to propel my, my own fat butt around anymore. So that's fine. <laughs> uh, and I got... But uh, a really good friend of mine from from my last job uh, was nice enough to store my entire comic toy collectible collection, plus parts of my real life in boxes, yeah. along with a bunch of my mother's and, and daughter's stuff. And uh, I just got it back the other week. And yeah. uh, I'm just excited. I'm doing like, you know, unboxings of you know, almost on a regular basis. Cause I have no idea what's in these boxes. I was in a coma when everybody packed this stuff up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's well, fun gotta... finding, I go, Oh, I forgot I had that. Oh, I had two of that. Oh, great. Nice. Nice. Well, you got a great friend, you know, I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, for sure. Great friend. He, he held it at his house for, uh, almost five years. So, yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm excited to, to have it back and, you know, find a bunch of stuff and have my comic book collection, uh, you know, all back together and, you know, going through and saying, oh, I, I forgot about this. Oh, I should probably read this because I haven't read this one yet. And, you know, dug out uh, some, some, some things from the past and found an old issue of Swamp Thing. Uh, not sure which volume, but it was an issue 20. Uh, and Joshua Dysart was the uh, author. Okay. And uh, the late great uh, just passed the other week. Uh, Richard Corgan was the guest artist on the on the cover in uh, nice. in the interiors. So uh, I do another podcast called OK Boomer, <laughs> where we just we just go through and look and and rate uh, back issues. Nice. You know, gold, silver, bronze, maybe a little bit more modern like this one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, cause, cause he just passed recently. We're going to take, we're going to take a look at this book. And, uh, so that'll be, uh, early on New Year's Eve. Cause you know, I'm old and there's no place to go. <laughs> so I'm gotta, just gotta, gonna, gotta keep it gonna... safe, man. Right now. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm home a lot. So I'm, I'm just like, uh, if I'm not at work, I'd rather be home creating, you know, or at least, uh, attempting to create because, uh, I, uh, I'm trying to get back on track because I was one of the unfortunate ones that got COVID. I got COVID right before Thanksgiving. So it's like, uh, I'm trying to 
get my scheduling back on track with uh, with my comics and everything. I'm behind schedule on what I would like to be, but you know what? Things happen for a reason, and uh, mm-hmm. the way that I see it is maybe my what I had originally had planned will be even better, you know? So I just think about it like that and just keep moving. More time to work on it. How are you feeling yeah. now? You feeling good I'm, now? Oh, man. Yeah, I feel great, you know, with the exception of I have a dry cough that's just lingering, you know? And uh, I try not to cough at work, and I try not to cough in public because people just look at you crazy, and I'm just like, oh, you know, it's just a dry cough, you know. You're not going to get sick from me, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's like, but, oh, my God, patient zero. <laughs> but, you know, in the same sense, you know, if I want someone to get away from me, then maybe I'll, I'll intentionally cough so they can step a little bit further mm-hmm. away from me because, I mean, sometimes it happens, especially if it's somebody not wearing a mask. You know, I'm just like, look, man. You know, I don't like wearing a mask either, but I'm doing it for everybody else's and my safety too. So, I mean, every little bit helps. Is the way yeah, I, I, get, I get a I get a dry cough all the time with my asthma and allergies. So, yeah, it just you know it's just normal for me. But yeah, I was I was in the hospital and I was stuck in the ER department for about 14 hours before they uh, cleared a bed for me, and uh, I was surrounded everywhere with uh people that were covid positive so they they stuck those big two long q-tips up each nostril and mm-hmm. you know until they touch your brain and uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then they pull them out and they still feel like they're in there and yeah and I, I came i was i was positive they tested me again before i went you know before they released me and yeah i was i was still you know i was, I was still negative so like yeah, yeah. you know I was I was out of commission for about two weeks, and uh, probably eight days out of that, I had it pretty rough. I just, I mean, no energy. Some days I couldn't even get out of bed. I mean, I mean, it just hit me pretty hard. You know, I had one day that was the hardest, and I'm like, shit, man, am I gonna die or what? You know, <laughs> like, like mm-hmm. not, but not like this. It can't be like this. You know, but. Uh, you know, just one of those things. I'm, I'm glad to put it behind me, you know, and uh, hope that I don't have to go through that again, you know, because, I mean, you know, with these n- new strands and everything popping up and uh, they say that you could get it again, but I don't know. I mean, I don't want to find out either, you know, so, so you know, I want to just get back, back to creating and inspiring other people. Oh, for sure. Now, tell us how you got involved in comics. So basically, what it, you know, so I'm a, I'm a music artist. Um, and at the time, I was thinking about doing um, a comic to drop with my album. Um, I do hip hop, and that's my, the genre of music that I, that I love, and I like to do music in. So I got some cover artwork done, and it looked like comics. So that's what was got the gears will go in that hey you know i want to drop a comic but then i'm like it's probably too expensive it just so but it just so happens that my buddy eric he was working on his comic and he was like you know what man it's more possible than you realize you know he gave me some information on how to get started and and the information was basically just look man you know write your story out basically and uh script and find an artist and this is how you can find an artist you know and and I, I ran with that information, and then next thing you know, me and him were were, were doing Comic-Cons together, and, and 
it was just uh, one of those things that just kind of just took off. You know, um, music became second, comics became first. Um, and part of that was just because the environment at these Comic-Con conventions and everything. I mean, it, you know, I was coming from a, from an industry that with music where it's so cutthroat that support is hard to obtain sometimes. Mm-hmm. With the comics at these conventions, you know, I got to just be myself and not have to not not have to worry about an image, not have to worry about portraying a certain um, reputation because of the album that I'm going to drop or whatever the case may be. With comics, I roll out of bed, put on some clothes and that's this is me, you know, mm-hmm. and it made it so easy that now I've created a fan base. It just kind of like uh, it just keeps growing and. And in that fan base, I have other creators that love my stuff. You know, I, I, I got, I've, you know, with these conventions, I've, I've, I've become friends with a lot of people. And it's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, I'm used to inspiring people, but these the people that are now my friends, they don't realize how much they inspire me and keeps me going, you know? So with all that being said, um, this is my third year doing comics. Uh, with the Troubles Back series, that's the first series that I was that I was working on, and I've dropped issue three this year. Um, luckily, I have the support from from um, my local comic shop, the the Hive. Which, man, every time I drop from one year to the next, it just keeps getting better and better. You know, the first year I dropped, it was cool. Second year I dropped, I saw sales dramatically increase. Then this year, even though, you know, the whole COVID stuff happened, I dropped my issue three back in March and I was actually really, really surprised that I had already made my money back and then some, you know, um, covering my print cost and, and, and still have a little bit of profit there, which, man, I mean, who doesn't want profit when creating comics? Because, I mean, the way that I see it is I want to keep creating profit and keep creating so I can keep creating. And that's, you know, I'm not in it to make money or get rich off of this. I'm in it just to get my stories out there and, and love, enjoy life and creating, you know, and that's, that's why I do it. You know, I, I have a day job still. So, I mean, it is what it is, you know, I mean, maybe one day I, I can do comics full time, but until then, you know, I'm just, I'm more than happy than just, just to create and continue to create, um, now, you know, I mentioned that I was a music artist. Well, the Troubles Back series ends up being that, you know, and, you know, I used utilize my experiences there to end up making a, a story, basically, that is um, a music, and I'm going to say music superhero because uh, the story or the series, I should say, I'm not going to confine it to one genre of music because the direction that I'm going is just, you know, this series is for everybody, you know. I don't care what kind of music you like. You like music, you're gonna love the series, you know. So you end up getting a music super superhero trying to battle all the evils of the music industry, you know. And you know, with with that being said, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities and and um, directions that I could go with this. And right now, I'm just letting it write itself because I mean, at the end of the day, I've been through a lot of this, and it's just. Is just you know, hey, let's let's put it in story form and and uh, make it into a story that's enjoyable for everybody. 
No, for sure. <clears throat> I was pseudo in the music business, like on a local level. I would mm -hmm. book bands and uh, I was the entertainment uh, coordinator for uh, a couple of big outdoor festivals mm -hmm. in my area in my much younger days. So, you know, I was over 21, so I had a blast because there was a beer tent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've got I've got friends, you know, that work in radio, television. Uh, I know, like, tons of bands. I was a DJ for 35 years in the nightclub circuit out here. Um, so I'm, I'm friends with, like, lots of DJs. And I don't think I went a week went by without somebody coming by. He goes, yo, 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 check out, check out my CD. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, put it to the side, you know, I'd probably pop it in, pop, pop it into the CD player for the ride home. Yeah. You know, and, and, and listen, sometimes, sometimes it was, you know, good stuff. Sometimes it was promising. Other times it was bad. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, you got to respect the hustle for everybody. Yeah. No, no matter what anybody's doing, you know? Oh, definitely, definitely. I will tell you that that my hustle mentality with doing music, I, it, it carries over to comics. That the way that I see it, you know, and the way that I envision myself, is that I want to be like, you know, I want to be like the masterpiece of comics, you know, where, you know, I have comics on me all the time and... Uh, I'm going to travel wherever I can travel and, and, and sell you some comics, you know, make you want to buy because uh, uh, one thing about, about when I explain my comic, my passion just radiates and, and I can turn a believer, I can turn a non-believer into believer, you know, especially when someone doesn't like comics, but they, they hear your pitch, you know, and, and I love what I do. And time and time again, you know, when I think that I'm not sure if this guy's going to buy, but I'm sure going to try, you know, and I just explain, you know, Hey, look, man, I love to do this. This is why I'm doing it. And this is what the story's about. And next thing you know, I'm like, they'll take, they'll buy one of each. They'll buy, they'll buy uh, some extra stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, I'd have been happy with just buying one comic, you know, and you're buying, you're buying more than the last guy. Like, I love that. That feeling is just, is just one of those things that, you know, makes you, appreciate the hard work but also that someone else is appreciated as well oh yeah you know i mean every every time i i cover any any uh shows up up near me um i basically i don't go anywhere but artist alley yeah i'm like i go i'm supposed to be covering a comic-con i don't i don't care about joe blow from hollywood yeah. You know, I don't see the, I try to tell people, I go, yeah, it'd be cool to get your picture taken with, you know, this person or that person. And, you know, it's great, you know, if they weren't asking, you know, an arm and a leg for stuff. Yeah. If, if I'm going to dish, if I'm going to dish out like a hundred bucks to get my picture taken with, you know, Doc Hollywood, I'd rather dish out that hundred bucks to uh, somebody that's, creating something that they're acting in because there's nothing on a streaming service or TV. Yeah. Anywhere. It's either, it's either a cop show or it's a comic book show. Yeah. You know, and 
it's you have to you actually have to look hard to find something that hasn't been in comics or didn't start from a comic on TV nowadays. Yep. 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 Yeah, and even when I'm when I'm at conventions myself, like you know, I feel like we're all in the same boat as when, and I'm talking about everybody in Artist Alley, you know, that I try to also, you know, because there's a there's a lot of uh, creators that support what I do, and they'll go to my table and buy stuff. But in the same sense, I I I show that respect right back because you know. Especially if it's something I like, you know, I want to support it too, you know. So it, it's one of those things. I get support, but I also give it, and 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 that's that's one of the lost things that I've noticed with with some people is they they forget to give back because they don't realize how, you know, they don't realize how important it is, you know, to do that as well because we're all in the same boat, you know, and you just never know what can happen. I've had a lot of opportunities presented to, to, to myself that, you know, I quite frankly, I didn't expect. I was just literally just being supportive. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, I'm getting opportunities lining in my lap that I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta keep, I gotta keep at this. I gotta keep at this, you know? And uh, man, I mean, it, it's one thing to have those strangers support you, but your peers, man, I mean, that's, that's, to me, that speaks volumes, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. and they, they truly, especially the ones that know that, that are kind of doing what I'm doing, you know, they're creating comics or by any means, whether it's just a writer or, or they're just doing the art or whatever they're doing, you know, um, it means a lot when they've taken the time to read my books and, and, and then give me some feedback on it because it, it just confirms what, what, I'm trying to move in and that's just like continue to grow and do a great job, you know? And, you know, I see Danny here commenting and it's just like, Danny's, you know, I got on one of these online comic cons and Danny was on there and, you know, now my books at the collective over there in Florida, you know, a, a good old Texas boy got his comic book in Florida, you know, and that's, that's right now, that's the beauty of, of, of adapting, you know, um, to the current conditions, because I mean, man, I mean, my book wouldn't have been, you know, out there had I not done something, whether it's a podcast or a or an online comic con or whatever the case may be, and and that's that, that you know all all those little things just add up and they, they make me to keep going, keep going and going and going and now I, I quite frankly I, you know without some of those things I think it would be a little harder for me to keep going. So so all I can say is just thanks to anybody and everybody that's shown me any kind of support, any kind of love because. I wouldn't be where I'm at without them, you know. Oh, most definitely. Uh, speaking of online comic cons, we want to give a we want to give a shout out to uh, to Pops and the in uh, the madness. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely, this, definitely. This this weekend we got CromCon Ten coming up. I'm uh, I'm co-hosting on on the Saturday. I might pop in on the Friday. Nice. Um, so that's that's going on all weekend. I will also be uh, posting links uh, so you guys can watch live. Uh, off the Outright Geekery channel on Facebook, my own personal channel, and try to get them up on uh, up on my uh, my YouTube as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That that's that's a beautiful thing. Does to see customers loving indie books right now. 
you know i mean it's one thing to to be able to say that you 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 you've worked with somebody that's been on the big three but in indy's where it's at right now and and you know I truly believe people are going to find the better stories with indie creators because, you know, the minds and the ideas stay fresh and, and quite frankly, you know, we're a lot hungrier because we're trying to get our stories out there and we have to try harder than, than the next man a lot of times, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm no stranger to hard work. So, I mean, that's all I know. So I'm just going to, you know, for me, I keep pushing and pushing whatever I can do, you know, and, and anybody out to create, you know, or wanting to create, you know, or anything you're doing in life, I just like, you know, hey, put in that hard work, man, it's worth it. It's worth it. The, the, the rewards, you know, not everything has to be monetary, you know, um, there are, you know, I'm, I'm big on gratitude and, 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 and appreciation, you know, that to be honest, that's enough for me. That's more than enough for me. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm already there, you know, and I'm, you know, I couldn't be any more happier. Something literally for everyone in the indie community. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but have you noticed that, uh, that, um, crowdfunding has been big this year for a lot of creators, you mm-hmm. know, you know, there's not, you know, I've been to what one two i've done two conventions and a store and two store appearances uh this year and you know i did better at the store appearances because the conventions were just kind of uh they were so iffy because are people going to go because of covid or not you know um and it's just been one of those things it's been for me it's been a little sad because it's just uh man you know the you miss the normalcy of the conventions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. High praise from Bush on uh, issue three of Trouble's Back. Really shows your clothes. Oh, man. Appreciate that, Darren. You know, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing that, 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 uh, that I love to see is that, you know, as a creator, you can gauge your, your progress by what people are saying about your story and even yourself, you get to see the growth, you know, and that's, 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 it's beautiful. You know, I mean, with me, the way that I treat my comics is the way I treat my music. Like if I do a new song today, it's gotta be better than my last by any means. And not say that the last was good, but it's gotta be better. I gotta constantly grow you know, and as a human being, I gotta keep growing. I gotta keep improving because learning and doing things, we don't cap out on those things at all. You know, and 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 I don't ever, I I never want to be content. I want to just keep growing. You know, and and I I want that for other creators as well because, you know, that to me that's what I feel like long, longevity is going to bring you. You know, if you continue to grow, you know, if you can, if you get content it starts to hurt you a little bit, you know? Um, and I, I know that everyone that, that, that chooses to create or do anything in life, you know, as long as they keep pushing, I mean, they're going to grow. There's no way that they're not, you know? Oh yeah. Well, I started, I started this podcast early in this year. We were up to, uh, 73 episodes and, mm-hmm. uh, Beginning of November, I got picked up by the ageradio.org. 
So nice. now all of these, I download the audio afterwards and it goes there and people can download and uh, just listen to the audio portion. Nice. You know, so, and, and that's going good. I, I haven't been there two months and I'm, I'm already up to like almost 300 downloads. That That's good. That's good. And then, so, you know, it, there's only going up. There's no going yep. down. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, and 73 episodes, that's, that's a, that's a milestone, you know, I mean, you know, a lot of people can't say that they've done that in such a short time. So congrats on that. You know, that's, 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 that's a great thing, you know, and uh, man, I mean, you know, I, I, I've seen a couple of episodes and it's just like, man, I mean, you know, I, I love that. I love what you do, man. Like, because oh, without you. even, even without someone like you, like, we can't have a voice right now, you know, at all, if people like you aren't doing these type of things. And, 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 you know, all I can say is thanks, you know, for the opportunity just to be on here because I mean, every little bit helps, helps, helps me, but also helps other creators or, or people thinking about creating or people just wanting to enjoy something good to watch because I mean, uh, anything I do, I don't know how to do boring. You know, I just give you myself and it's just, yeah, you know, it, it it's so weird that you know I I go back and watch these and and it's one of the few things I can go back and watch and I can re enjoy it you know because I'm like oh yeah it's pretty cool you know and then I get to see I get to see I get to in a sense relive and see the support that I that I that I have now you know and and it's just it's beautiful you know. Let's see. Danny, uh, you introduced them to the Hive, and they are hoping to team up with them soon. Yeah, but so so the Hive, the Hive Comics in Odessa, Texas, they uh, they've been such a big support since day one for my for for basically anything I do. And the the beauty about Troubles Back is I found a way to to incorporate the Hive. Um, so in my book, the Hive um, is plays the role of a record label. And to me, saying thanks wasn't enough. I had to find a way to include them in the story. And I, and I think I'm doing a pretty damn good job of it. You know, I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're great guys. And it's just one of those things that it's like, you know, hey, yeah, you're good guys in real life, but you know, in the story, I want you guys to be bad guys. And they were all for <laughs> it. They were all for it, man. I mean, it's just a uh, Hey, everybody likes playing the part of a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's got to play the, the the bad guy at some point in their life, you know, especially in a story, man. I mean, you know, you get to do the things you probably wouldn't do in real life, you know. I mean, hey, why not, you know? Danny's already trying to get plot for uh, Troubles Back 4. Okay, here's what I can say is I'm going to continue to grow on the multi-genre, but... Um, we haven't seen uh, the character of Mr. Caldwell, you know, in issue three. We haven't, we haven't seen him um, grow to his potential, full potential. So, you know, I can say you you can expect some pretty big things from Mr. Caldwell, you know, um, in issue four, along with some pretty big surprises, you know. And speaking of which. Yep, and see, here's the beauty about this, man. So, Caldwell Images, that's my buddy Jeremy, and uh, the beauty about my characters in Troubles Back is, you know, they, they're my friends. You know, they're uh, my friends inspired ideas. So, 
simply just asked, you know, hey, can I be part of the book? That's the idea that I got. And, you know, everyone that I've asked, they've like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then when they see the role they play or whatever, you know, it's just like uh, it's beautiful on how it all just comes together. You know, every character in the book is based on somebody except for um, except for one person. And that was more based on an idea slash uh, slash role, I guess, you know, um, just because I couldn't I couldn't find a specific person that I that I could say, hey, this is that person, you know, um, so it's just it's just been that way. You know, everybody else has been a character. They're, they're friends in my life. You know, um, obviously with music, there's a music producer. So. My music producer, uh, Dr. Dranks, he's a character in the book as well, you know, and, you know, uh, let's see what, 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 uh, my editor, my editor, um, actually both of my editors um, end up being characters and, and it's one of those things, they became characters because what ends up happening is we do a convention or we do some kind of event and it just triggers, triggers an idea, but then also things are happening in their lives that it's just like, you know what, full circle, this could all work. This is what I'm thinking, hear me out. And then we run with it, you know? And, you know, it's just, with Troubles Back, it's been writing itself. From experience to my friends, my family, you know, anything that's going on in my life, you just never know when you're gonna see, and I say when you're gonna see it in Troubles Back because you'll see you'll see it, you know? I mean, I, you know, even, even for me, I put a lot of personal details in my stories because without that, you know, it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel original, you know, but then when you read it, you can really connect to the story. And that's what I want my readers to, to feel. I want them to feel the connection and want to continue to keep reading. And that's, that's what's been happening with Troubles Back, you know? Well, I want to uh, I want to pop the image that you sent over to me up on yeah. the screen here. Okay. And boinky boink boink. There we go. Nice, nice. It can take up the whole screen. Yeah. They've seen what we they've seen what we look like. Yeah. yeah. They already know. Yeah. So here's the beauty. Here's the beauty of all this, you know. Um, to me, you know, I got issues. These are these are the original covers for for issues one through three, and you know, the issue one to me, you know, I couldn't reveal what the costume was going to look like. Anything I wanted to be in my in my natural state, so that people can understand that. Hey, I'm a person, you know, I'm a regular person, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And in this situation, it's just one of those things. It's like what I got going on in that first cover is I'm at a desk just writing music while there's chaos going all around me, you know, um, in the world, everywhere. However you want to view that, you know, um, you know, but then you go into issue two and it's, it's more established. And, and, and this is where I, where I start to, display the hive and this is where the hive comes in and you know you got the two characters and then you got 
you got uh, the buddy on the left. He's my editor. Um, he's one of my editors. And then, of course, you got the, the hero, you know, and it's kind of like good versus evil, you know, going on there. And then the issue three, you know, I had to, at this point, I had to actually put the Hive logo, you know, on the cover because the Hive is such a crucial part of the story now that it's just like when people see the Hive, I want them to think about the comic shop, but they also want them to think about um, the story and what's going on in the story. You know, because a lot, it's so crazy and, and, and wasn't intentional to do it this way. But whenever people do see the Hive logo and stuff, they start to remember, oh, that's the shop. That's the shop, you know, and that's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It's, it's promotion, too, for them. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing that it, now it's becoming more recognizable. But so yeah, man, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the second cover. And yep. the, the top left, the guy with the glasses and the beard. Yep. I'm not looks a little little between uh Travis Gibb and Chuck Pano. <laughs> uh, so so this guy's name is Matt Bertrand. I, I think I said his last name right. Um he was he's one of the original owners of the hive. Mm -hmm. And the other guy, the the big guy that kind of has like the kingpin kind of body figure, mm -hmm. his name is uh, um, Melvin Heron or Heron or something like that. And uh, these guys were the original owners of the Hive. Now, the Hive is under new ownership, which to me, what that means to me is, is at some point I got to include the new owner of the Hive, you know, in, in the story. And it's just one of those things. It's uh, when that idea hits me on how to incorporate I'll run with it, you know. And then it'll be a key issue because it's the first appearance. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's the other beauty about um, uh, indie comics. You know, when you're first starting out, well, you see you're going to have a lot of first appearances. And especially if they're, you know, when people know a backstory about that, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it makes it even that much more fulfilling, you know. Now, I can tell you that these covers, you know, all have something different in common with them. And and I had to do, I always got to do something different, you know. That first cover, you know, like I was saying, you know, that was just, to me, that's introduction issue, basically, you know, mm -hmm. setting, the, setting the tone. So that artwork was done by the, uh, Martin Patron, which is the, the artist for the interiors. Um, now, the second cover that was also done by Patron, but we went with a wraparound cover because I wanted to give more and being an indie creator, I can't always drop an issue or two or three issues in a year sometimes. Mm -hmm. So because issue two was twice the size of issue one and there was there was to me I felt like it was a long wait. So I'm like, you know what? Standard cover's gotta be a wraparound cover. Now issue three uh of, of this of the series this piece is it, it is beautiful because it was done by my my uh, my head editor Kayla Mendez and um, he drew this traditionally and this is the first cover that I've actually colored digitally myself you know I, I'm a writer first and you know I wish I could draw as good as these guys but I'm not there yet so 
you know, for me, the next thing besides lettering, because I also letter my own stuff. So the next thing that I feel like I could do to be able to do more for my books is color. And that was my first attempt at, at coloring digitally. And, you know, it's not bad, you know, but it's also one of those, it's a key cover, you know, first cover I've ever colored, you know. So it's just one of those things that not only do I want to grow as a writer, I want to see what else I can, what else, what other roles I can have in my book, you know, um, because I mean, being an indie creator, it's 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 rough. Um, it's rough when you got to hire an artist because, you know, art costs money, and and you know I've been fortunate enough that the rates that that I'm offered are very very reasonable and i can afford but at the end of the day it would be nice if i could draw my own stuff but not there yet you know and mm -hmm. right now you know expect uh mr patron to continue to do my interiors because he's just brought my story to life and 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 the way that i know to thank him besides paying him is to say hey look man you know you're the official artist for this series and that's that's where i'm at there right now you know and and the beauty, the beauty of the internet nowadays is you can work with somebody across the world, you know, and that's literally what I'm doing. You know, my artists are from the Philippines and that's, that's awesome. You know, we can, we can work together. Granted, I got to stay up a little late sometimes to, to respond to some messages, but hey, mm -hmm. it's all worth it, man. It's, it's all worth it. Well, Danny, now you're just showing off. <laughs> I got it signed. Well, you know, if you ask nice, you can get it signed too, I'm sure. Yeah. What, what, what's cool too is that I guess issue three is an unofficial store exclusive because the hive is across the cover. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you, you could see it like that. Yep. And, and it had to, it, it had to just, they had to be on the cover. They just had to be. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, like when I say that the support has been there since day one and the growth in revenue for the story, like, has grown as well. Like, yeah, that's a no-brainer, man. But also to me, it's just, uh, you know, I always show appreciation to anybody that supports what I do, you know. Even Mr. Caldwell, even though he's a character in the story, you know, he is, he actually did a variant for my issue two, which I think I have, if you want to switch that off, I can show you the cover that Mr. Caldwell did. So Mr. Caldwell did a cover. I met him at, at Wichita, oh, actually Animania in Wichita Falls. And he decided to do a cover for the character it's the silver tongue devil, hence the devil mask, you know. What would you, do, what would you do for fame type thing is is pretty much what's kind of going on here, you know. Because mm -hmm. um, as a music artist, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of things that people are willing to do for fame and the, and the how can I put it, the life, you know, and, and to make mm -hmm. it, you know. So so that that that's the beauty about it, you know. Um the other thing that I, that I, that I, that I got for issue two is because I'm a collector as well. And I still, you know, I buy a lot of comics and I buy more than I should. I mean, 
I can, there's no way I can hide that. You know, I buy, I buy more than I should, but one of the things I like is I like sketch covers. So issue two, I have blank sketch covers where you get some art like this, like this art's done by Kayla Mendez, you know, and I, this is for my wall, my personal wall, you know, fame, I guess you could call it wall of accomplishments, I guess, you know, and this I hang up proudly because it's, you know, man, I got a sketch, custom sketch on my own book. I'm like, this is awesome, you know? So I take these to conventions and a lot of people, you know, artists, other artists, they like to buy those for me just because it's, 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 um, it's a blank sketch cover, you know, those things, you know, artists love those things, you know, but I've also got carried away with variants because when I buy books, I'm like, Man, I love choices, so I'm gonna give my I'm gonna give my fans choices as well. Oh, I know, but I I think nowadays we have, you know, in the main in the mainstream of the comic yeah. world, in the main there's too many, way too many. The uh, the quote unquote store exclusives, which there are some stores that that do it and they have like great success, like uh, Jesse James out in Arizona. Yeah, he's up to like 330 store exclusives. But he does, you know, he does, he does, he does a huge amount of business. But yeah, a lot, a lot of the exclusives like that are, you know, just convention dealers, and yeah. that's how that's how they're making the stretch. I think I just think that you know they're overpriced, and a lot of you know a lot of the artists are just quote unquote cover artists, and and they're fantastic at it. But I'd like to see if they could actually do the insides of a book. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and I think that's, uh, that's something I've run into where I've seen a dope cover artist and I would love to see some interiors, but all they do is covers. And I'm like, Oh man. But in my eyes, I, I'm like, man, I know they could kill it. But a lot, I, one thing I've noticed is that there's just some cover artists that they just love doing covers and they don't like the, I guess they don't like the stress that comes with sequential art because, mm -hmm. you know, depending on the creator, I mean, that thing could go south real quick if there's too much, um, like if there's too many revisions and, and whatnot and, and just not being on the same page, mm -hmm. like I could see where that becomes stressful. And, you know, a cover, it's kind of, a cover is kind of hard to get wrong because there's not, I mean, there can be a lot of action going on, but, you know, there's usually not like a, a room for a lot of detail, you know, sometimes, you know, and, and it's not always going to tell the story. It's, it's, it's going to just be a great cover, you know, to me, oh, yeah. what's going to tell the story is, is, is the interiors, you know, and the dialogue. Um, but the pictures, the pictures accompanying that it's good. It's going to make the, the story, a lot more um, visually appealing to everybody. And that's going to add to the story, really bring that story to life, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I know what you mean on that. You know, I mean, there's, there's certain artists that I'm like, Oh man, I, I would love to see interiors from, from that artist or this artist. Or, but I mean, there's, just... so you, you've got a rarity in your first issue. Yeah. Your interior artist did, did the cover. Yep. Correct. So, you know, you look at the cover you open it up, and it's the same art all through the book. Yeah, and and you know the other thing that the only the other thing that I was able to do is uh, on that cover 
is the outside of that window of what's going on outside is almost uh, a premonition, symbolism, whatever you want to call it, of what's going on outside, you know. And, uh, I mean, you know, I could go on and point out all these little things, but, you know, it, there there's more to than what you see, I will say, mm-hmm. you know. So, and, and I've learned to not overlook certain things when I look at covers because sometimes, you know, the quantity of characters, the quantity of buildings, the quantity of or, or the, the appearance of something in the cover can have a, a really big meaning. And it could be an Easter egg for something that's going to happen down the line, you know. So oh, yeah. when I get covers made, I try to I do try to hide little stuff in it, you know, that way. If someone catches it, I want them to be really like, oh, oh, and have a lot of old moments, you know, and, and then go back to the cover and be like, oh, I see what's going on now, you know. Because, I mean, well, you, I'm a you, fan. You showed off your sketch cover. I do not have my own comic book, but I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. And one of the boxes that I opened up today, I found two original pieces of art. They got a little mangled because people didn't take care of them when they packaged it up. But yep. I still have them and I can I can press them out so it's not an issue. Uh, I have this, one of the uh, evil angels from the Doctor Who TV series by uh, Craig Russo. Oh, nice. Nice. And, oh, I put it over here. I'm like, that's not it. Uh, the first uh, Rhode Island Comic Con out here. Um, I was just wandering around Artist Alley, and I met uh, the late great Alan Bellman from uh, Timely Comics and Marvel, and got a history lesson from him. And right next, the table set up right next to him was Ken Hunt, who uh, did like a lot of Batman stuff. And uh, there was he had a print that he was going to sign for me. And, and sell to me and then somebody else walked up and he he had a brain fart and he yeah. he, sold, he sold it to them oh man so instead for a phenomenal deal as the joker fan that i am uh i got this ori- original pencil piece nice that now, he, drew, that he now, drew the joker now did he draw it there on the spot or he already had it drawn um, he was like in the middle of drawing it. I, I had to go back like a couple hours later to get it. Oh, nice. That's even, that's even better. You know, I mean, I, I love pieces like that when I go to a convention and, uh, I can buy something that somebody's currently working on, you know, I, I, I just kind of can't turn that stuff down sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to have the money someday to, to get that inked by, uh, by somebody I know and uh yeah and you know kind of you know finish finish it off with uh just some not a lot of color but some a couple of you know yeah. just like highlights highlights yeah highlights yeah that would, that would look pretty cool and you know I I've, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of sketch covers uh that I that I've gotten 
I went to uh, a local shop that was having, uh, you know, like a, a coming out party for when Marvel uh, got back the Star Wars franchise mm-hmm. and they, they relaunched the series. So uh, this guy ended up having like seven different, uh, you know, indie artists there. So I, I ordered uh, one sketch cover off a guy, um, got it in the mail like two weeks later uh, of Obi-Wan on, on cover of Star Wars 1. And nice. another guy who was doing a very uh, David Mack style of painting. Um, so it was, it was very, uh, like Japanese brushstrokes. Yeah. So it was, I bought like three different covers off of him. Oh, nice. Nice. So, I mean, back in, that was the, that was, you know, that was for me, that was back in the day, you know, when I was still, you know, DJing, you know, six, seven nights a week and yeah, making some good scratch. And I was like, you know, walk out the door, I go. He goes, oh, what you get? I go, oh, I got this. You know, with all my friends, you got this, got this, got this. Goes, wow. How much did you spend? I reached my wallet. I go, well, apparently I spent $400. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, when, when's the next show you're going to? I go, uh, it was going to be at a local signing at a shop up in Boston. Uh, I don't think I can make that one now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to skip around, but. Yeah, you it, know. Ha- it happens, you know, I mean, uh, I find myself times where uh, I probably end up spending more than I should, uh, especially when when I'm at a convention to make some money. Um, you know, it happens sometimes, you know, you just there are certain things you can't turn down. And then there are certain things that are just like, oh, I got to get that. I got to get that commission while I'm here, you know, and uh, man, I mean, there's just. It happens. I, I, I've i probably done that more and more times than I should. But, you know, at the end of the day, I left happy and, and, and I do keep my money separate from the what my, my own comics to my spending money. So that way I can actually say, look, I made money, but I spent a lot of my personal money. <laughs> so, so, you know, but I'm also a big toy collector as well. So it's just uh yeah, I that, can see some. I can see some figures up on the back wall. Yeah, you know, I got the, uh, I got the entire action figure set from uh, Batman: The Arkham Knight. Um, I got all. I got all those, and then I'm a big wrestling fan. So there was a convention where uh, these were, they were the WCW NWO uh, action figures. And they had a couple of the ones I actually wanted. So I was like, oh, I, I got to get those. So I got me a Sting. I got me a Conan. I got me a Hollywood Hogan and then a Goldberg. And I just, those I can't even take out the box because I'm just like, oh man, those are just so cool. They got to stay looking pretty man, like that. You I, know? I, can't, I can't take anything out of the box unless the box got bangled. That's where you accidentally will bang the box up, and then you have a reason to open. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> uh, Danny, I'm I'm actually not in Rhode Island. I'm in Massachusetts. I grew I grew I actually grew up in Rhode Island until I was, uh, and I lived there till I was about uh, twenty three, 
and I've been in Mass ever since. So, uh, but I'm I'm fairly close to the Rhode Island line. I'm I'm only like about a half hour half hour forty five minutes away. So, it's nice. uh you know it's it's nice and close. Nice, nice. So, uh, tell us who inspires you musically and artistically on the comic book side. Uh, on the music side, um, probably I want to say the uh, I want to go. I'm going to go with uh, a rap group, um, Bone Thugs and Harmony, just because they had a unique sound and and mm-hmm. and even till this day, the music that they make is timeless and and classics. You know, on top of that, um, even though I, I won't, I don't necessarily make the music they make. The inspiration is there, you know, and the message, a lot of the message they have in a lot of their songs, they inspire me. Um, Now, on the comic side, artist wise, I got to go with my girl, Mirka and Dolfo. You know, if I could get her to at least do a cover for me, that would be awesome. You know, unfortunately, DC has her very busy with a lot of things that she has no time for for that kind of work and i'm just like man you know but i was lucky to get a response back telling me at least no i can't right now i got too many obligations and i'm just like man but i would have paid whatever i had to pay i would have found a way to pay for that cover to get made but you never know what could happen in the future you know i mean you know we could cross paths and make it happen then but you just never know and uh writers who do you uh who do you aspire to be like i don't want to say aspire to be like more like really i'm just more of uh inspired by as well that just kind of just uh you know you pick up any story and it really is really just everything i've read has been good you know and once again, you know, I got to go with Mirka and Doffel because she's also a great writer, you know, and man, I mean, I want to be, well, I guess, you know, I do want to be like her in the sense of, I want you to pick up my stories and have that same feeling of, man, this is a great story, man. Everything, every, everything he writes is great. Like I got, what's, what's he got next? I want to, I want to read that next, you know, like. I want to be on that level to, for people to love my writing style to continue to follow what I'm doing because Troubles Back isn't the only thing I'm going to do, you know. Um, I've started a second series um, called Cubicle Wars. You know, what I do for a day job, I have an office job and I'm an accountant. So I've been in the office, I've encountered a lot of things that make for great stories, but I decided not to exactly go that route, but there, it, it at least inspired the idea of cubicle wars, you know? So, you know, cubicle wars is basically going to, it's going to follow a recent grad, recent college grad that thinks he lands his, his dream job, but things aren't what he thinks they are. And that this this story is going to show showcase that I'm not just a one trick pony with that troubles back is my only, I guess, 
it's not going to be my only hit. You know, everything I write, I'm going to make sure that it's damn good because otherwise I can't put it out, you know, and Cubic Awards is going to showcase how much I've grown as a, as a writer. You know, um, I can tell you that issue one is written, scripted, and we have nine pages done. Now, the people involved in this, you know, I'm going to have two artists, um, and these two artists happen to be my friends, and they've become two of my best friends, and and I just kind of had them include them in this story because, for one, their art styles, their, their art styles are different, but I love those art styles. And what I have planned for the story is two different art styles, and there's a really, really big reason for that in the story. So when you read it, you get to kind of get a sense of, oh, that's why this is happening. That's why there's two art styles. It's just going to accommodate writing like so much that, I mean, it's just uh, one of those things. I just had to do it. And uh, what I have done so far, nine pages, I've already lettered those. So I got nine pages that are completely done. And I got, uh, there's going to be 25 pages total on this one. And uh, man, I mean, when I go back and reread my script, I just like, I'm proud of what I've done because I'm like, man, like I can see my growth in the writing because now I'm not confined to experiences. Basically what I write is what I write. So if I want to take a really drastic idea and put it in the story, then that works because this is, Troubles Back is confined to experience and the music, you know? So I can't go too crazy with things because of the way that I'm writing it. Now, Cubicle Wars is completely out of my head. You know, whatever I think about, if I can make it work, that's 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 what it is. You know, so I have more I have more free reign with Cubicle Wars. And I'll be honest, it's been fun. It's been very fun because there's nothing like writing the story and no one can tell you that no, that's not what happened. And I'm like, but I'm the one writing it, you know? So how can you tell me that that's not what happened? I'm writing it, you know? So that's that's the beauty about it. With Troubles Back, if I put something that's questionable, you know, then yeah, I can be called out on that, you know? But with Cubicle Wars, I mean, anything goes, anything's game, you know? You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to be in it. I mean, the, the, the ideas are endless there. And I feel like that could be the series that could be as ongoing as I want it to be. So. And when are you looking at, uh, that'll, that'll drop next year. Um, I'm actually considering doing a Kickstarter for it just because it's an issue one and that way people can follow it, you know, from the beginning and not have to wait for a trade to come out. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I'm heavily considering that because of where I'm at with it. You know, it's, 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 uh, man, I mean, it's, um, it's an issue one. Why not start, start a Kickstarter, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm already, I have people that follow troubles back already, you know, but I can, I can, I can, those fans can come over to cubicle wars, but then I also can create new fans by going the Kickstarter route, because one thing I've noticed is 
is people are on Kickstarter just looking for good stories or something that sounds good, even though they don't know about you yet. Oh, yeah. So that's the one aspect that a lot of people forget about. And to me, because I am that person, too, I, I get on Kickstarter when I have time and I'm like, oh, man, that story looks cool. That looks cool. I'm going to go ahead and back these stories, you know, and I don't know anything about the creator. And so that's one avenue that I'm just like, I really need to consider that route because right now I've been doing conventions and store appearances. And that's been the way that I've gone about things because that's just, it's what I know. And I did it with music. So I'm like, okay, I'm trying to do a lot of it with, with the comics too, but I'm starting to realize with everything that's going on, I have to either, I have to either adapt or not grow. So I'm going to adapt and, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta dabble with Kickstarter. You know, there's no way around that. You know, I, I gotta, I gotta go that route eventually, you know? Um, but I'll be honest, it's a lot more, to me, it's a lot more fulfilling when I can meet the people that are buying my books and I can have mm. a, a chat with them. Um, so I love hand-to-hand sales a lot better than, than just selling online. Um, but in this time and age, online is its kind of where it's at as well. So you got to cater to both. Yeah. Uh, Code Wolf says, Kickstarters are awesome. Not just books, but variants, prints, and et cetera. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of times I spent more than I should because some of them packages were, you just kind of can't, you know, you throw some trading cards in there and some unique stuff that you normally don't see. And I'm like, yep, you got me. I will take all of it. <laughs> so, yep. so, you know, I, my problem is I forget that I bought something on Kickstarter. Yeah. Cause everything's like a 30 day turnaround and then I'll turn around and my bank account will be like zeroed out. Yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I try to limit myself because it, I, that could get out of hand pretty quickly. Yeah, I got um, I got nailed. I've actually had to force myself that you know, uh, I'll 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 do something to help prom, you know, promote something that looks good. Yeah. You know, if I don't know the person, I want to get them. You know, yeah, in in front in front of the audience. You know, I get I get I got you know followers on. I got a bunch of followers on IG and Twitter and yeah. here and there and everywhere else, you know, yeah. and, uh, I try to, I try to spread the word through this. And now I've got, uh, age radio, uh, yeah. dot org where, uh, you can download the audio version of episodes from, uh, 40 on up. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a- you know, it's, it's, you know, I, I try to do, you know, what I can, where I can. Sometimes I have to buy the, I, I have to settle them, you know, and get like the, the digital version and, yeah. you know, because, yeah, I'm, I'm you know, because I still want to, I still want to read it. So, yeah, I'm big on the barter system sometimes too, you know, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes if it's not trading book for book, you know, sometimes it's like, yo, you know what? I'll letter your comic if you give me a copy of it, you know, like, I mean, I'm no stranger to that. I'll, I'll put an ad in my book if I get a copy of your book, you know, I mean, I'll do, you know, I get it, you know, sometimes, you know, anything to help each other out sometimes. And, and, and it doesn't always have to be, 
making the purchase, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, I'm going to help you get the word out, you know, and, 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 and whatnot, you know, and I get it, man. I, I'm there some days too, you know, some days I can't even if like, if, if I've met some artists that it's just like, man, I really can't afford, you know, can't afford work from this artist. What can I do? Is there anything I can do to help you, you know? And, and sometimes there's something we can work out and sometimes there isn't, you know? But I'm like you, I'm willing to, I'm willing to, to help whoever and wherever just, just to get a copy of a book sometimes, because I mean, it's just, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I love to help people, you know, and, uh, you know, getting a, a copy of someone's book or, or merchandise to me is just, it's a bonus. Oh you know? yeah, most definitely. So, and there's, there's, there's always something you can, you can do uh, creative to creator. I've seen, uh, you know, people doing trades where they'll, you know, donate X amount of their yeah. comics, digital versions of them to yeah. give to another creator to put in their, their digital pile for, uh, you know, for a, a tear up reward, crossover, yeah. crossover covers, you know, yeah. somebody does a homage to, to your book on their cover yeah. and you do a homage yeah. to their book on your cover. And it's, you know, speak, and, speaking it's, of and it's even that much more fun for the, yeah. for the collectors too. Speaking of that brings me to something else is uh, so I mentioned earlier that uh, my buddy, Eric, the, he has a story called blood of gods and he's the one that I feel like opened my eyes to, to make me realize that, Hey, this is more possible and affordable that you could do it. So we're at this point now, me and him, that we're going to do a crossover between our two series with our two series and, and we've, we're laying down the legwork for that already. And, and I'm going to tell you, man, people are in for a, for a great treat because the way that we're making it work, is just one of those things that just, it's organic and it's going to be a beautiful thing because, you know, he's on the fantasy genre, you know, I'm on the superhero genre, you know, making those two work together. And that's, uh, it's a little bit of a task, but we've, we, we've figured out how to do it. And, um, man, that's, even though me and him are going to share costs, like on creating it, but it's also to me, to me, it's a thank you, telling him, thank you that I, we're going to combine these together, man, because we started together and we're going to come back full circle and get back together to get this story out, you know? And it's, it's, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about that because, you know, me and him, are are one of the i'd like to think we're pioneers in our area because there really wasn't comic creators you know trying to do anything locally you know the only other person that we've met was uh terry mayo uh he was with he did the wicked righteous yep yeah um, i know terry nice guy he, yeah he's a great guy when we met him he just inspired us even more and he's from from the area he just happens to live in like San Diego now, you know? So, so that's, you know, that was beautiful. You know, um, we have a little, little joke between us. Cause when he had, when he had a store appearance, me, Eric and Terry, we happened to all be wearing a gray hoodie. So now we're the gray hoodie gang, you know? <laughs> 
So it, it's so it's so it's so cool, man. We didn't we never we didn't realize that there was already somebody. Um, there wasn't somebody. We didn't know that there was somebody, you know, locally that already done something and that was doing bigger things than we were doing, you know. And when we saw when we met him, he was a great guy, real humble, and he just made us realize that look, man, we could take this as far as we want. I mean, he's already hit, you know, San Diego Comic Con, you know, and that's to me, that's that's a dream. That's a dream to to make that happen one day. Um, we're not there yet, but you know, life's not over yet either. So we got time to make it happen. Assuming yeah. that things get normal again at some point. Well, appar- apparently, San Diego canceled their con this year. They're waiting for you to get up to speed to be there. <laughs> I, I wish that was the case because I'd make that happen really quick. <laughs> hey, it sounded good, right? Yeah, no, that sounded great. <laughs> That's my yeah. story, and I'm sticking to it. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. So, Teamwork with other yeah, creators is always awesome. Now, always inspired by other creators like Joey. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, that's the other thing that keeps me going, man. Like, I'm just, I'm just myself with this stuff, and and inspiring anybody. That's that's a that's a blessing, man, and an honor. You know, I mean, because at the end of the day, you know, we don't always know that people are watching, you know, and what we're doing, and some people are, and they're watching what we do religiously sometimes, and mm-hmm. and we inspire some good in them, and that's that's to me as a creator, that's that's an important thing. It's also a great thing to be able to do, whether it's intentional or not, you know, because you know I love that even myself, I'll have a conversation with people, and something will inspire me, you know, or maybe even the way somebody is as a person inspires me you know so the fact that i can bring inspiration in somebody else that's that's a plus and that's a beautiful thing to me art as well as life i appreciate that man appreciate that big time now i have to ask you if you remember the first comic book you ever bought and what drew you into it you know, I can't remember the actual first comic that I bought, but I can tell you the first comic and series that I remember as a kid. And that was um, the Spider-Man Maximum Carnage series. You know, I, for whatever reason, that is that is where I remember comics beginning for me. Um I don't think that's the first comic that I bought, but that's what I—that's the the first one that comes to mind all the time. Um, growing up, my grandmother would give us uh, some months she would give us a dollar, and some months she would give me five bucks. You know, it just depends on who's around and who didn't collect their cut for the month. You know, mm-hmm. um, so she would give us money. I'd go in Odessa, in Odessa here in Texas. Um, there used to be a comic shop called Cody's Comics. And that's what I would spend my I would spend my money on comics, and comic trading cards, and that's where my money went as a kid. But it's so crazy to me because as an adult, I'm a huge DC fan. Um, but as a kid, apparently I was a big Marvel fan, you know. But I can tell you that my love for Batman was always there because I look at pictures and I was always wearing a Batman T-shirt. But I'm reading the Spider-Man comic. 
<laughs> so, so it was just, uh, never understood that, you know, I, I, it's almost like I didn't read enough Batman growing up. I, I think, I think my thing with Batman was, uh, the, the TV, the, the TV shows, the cartoons. That was my thing, I think. And comics just Spider-Man was the biggest thing for me as a kid. Um, and I think it was just because he had powers, you know, he had powers, you know, and he was just an average kid that uh, was very strong and slung some webs and could climb buildings and whatnot, you know. I mean, what kid wouldn't want some kind of powers, you know. I mean, I never was one that wanted to have the exaggerated body type, you know, muscles or nothing like that. I, You know, I would have loved to have powers and just be, be a toothpick, you know. I'm cool with that, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's powers of powers you know i mean i I don't i don't feel like uh you have to be muscular to have powers you know batman the animated series yep that's that was my that was that was me right there you know i remember watching that live when it went on when it went on fox i was working at i was working at my local comic shop uh i've been going to i'm 51 now i've been going to the same comic book shop since i was 15. nice well, the fact that the, that comic shop has, has survived that long, that is also a task because, I mean, man, you know, comic shops don't always last as long as we'd like them to. Things happen sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that's crazy. You know, I went after Cody's comics went away over here. Um, I probably went 15, probably 15, 15 years or more without a comic shop. And then it wasn't until maybe four years ago that the hive um, was founded. So that kind of reignited my love for comics all over again, you know, that and, and just telling myself never to let go of the things that bring me joy. So, I mean, it's just one of those things I, I'm like, man, toys, comics. Yeah. I'm not letting those things go for nothing. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm going to swing my camera just to share some joy. Okay. Oh man, you got a lot of comics <laughs> there. Got a lot of comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I catalog my comics, and I probably only got about two thousand comics, and you know that only equates to about what's four for that's only twelve short boxes. So, well, I'm gonna be going through all mine. I'm gonna be getting rid of a whole bunch of them, and uh, you know keeping keeping a few of my mainstays and yeah and you know that's it i'm going to be getting rid of a bunch of action figures uh what i will not be selling is the aforementioned batman yeah <laughs> um i actually did a an unboxing earlier and i had a a sealed like inner case the way, the way that they they send out action figures is they put like four small narrow boxes into one big oversized box. And that oversized mm-hmm. box is the, is a case. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I had a sealed inner box. It's right down here. Uh, and I hadn't, I hadn't opened it. And then I looked on the side and had, had the information printed on the side. It was wave three of hush. Oh, wow. Nice. So 
I cracked it open. I go, obviously, I know what's in here. It's Batman. Yeah. But I, I don't know which Batman or which other figures. So, you know, open, opened it up and checked it out. It was the uh, the Halo jumping Batman. So he had like nice. the, the skydive apparatus on yeah. the mouth. Yeah. I uh, had an Alfred, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Scarecrow, and a, sh- a very shirtless Rachel Ghoul. <laughs> uh but he he had his you know the his his sword off to the side and i'm like i was just you know excited to see those oh yeah definitely definitely i i have a few of the thanks pat have a few of the um the batman animated series and the batman the new batman adventures i don't have them all because it's expensive to get all of them but Mm -hmm. i have i have a few of the main good ones i guess you know and i've recently started collecting some of the uh mcfarland toy dc multiverse ones as well oh, um, those are great you know like I, I for christmas i got um i got the batman from flashpoint um, oh yeah that that's uh that's a hot figure too yeah my my buddy my buddy gave me that one so i was really happy when i got that one and then I got the Grim Knight, and I got two different Jokers. Uh, one from, one from the White Knight, and then the other one I believe is from, might be from one of the video games, maybe, or the no, it's from the Killing Joke. It's from oh, the Killing nice. Joke. Yeah, I I've actually got the the Killing Joke two pack mm-hmm. that has it has the uh, one of the updated uh, Killing Joke trades behind the figures yeah and it's got a it's got a uh it's got a batgirl figure and it's got joker dressed up in his uh like hawaiian shirt with the camera and his funny yeah. hat and everything else you know yeah so yeah. you know that's pretty cool i also got back uh i can throw it up in the corner i got back that oh nice nice also when i took it out of the box it, it hit the uh throttle stick on my on my wheelchair and and sent me uh face first into uh those stacks of comic boxes that i showed up earlier yeah landed me in the hospital but it was worth it <laughs> you know yeah. uh i wanna i gotta give a a shout out to our sponsor uh spin Wiz comics they sponsor all our videos here Awesome. Uh, com. They are a webcomic and indie comic discovery platform. Uh, you can read over 500 different web and indie comics. You can download the app completely free on both iOS and Android. And here's a quick peek at what it could look like on your smart device. Nice. It's nice. Good stuff. Yeah. Download it on download it on your phone. And you know, if you're on a if you're on a trip someplace, you yeah. know, just keeps interrupting your 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 movie, your in-flight movie. Just open yeah. up the app, just start reading comics. Or if I get bored at work or I don't want to work, I'll just pull out the app. <laughs> well, you know, if there's a choice between reading comics and getting work done, 
a lot a lot of times I'm gonna go with the uh I'm gonna go with comics. <laughs> yeah. 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 So where can people follow you on social media now? Uh so on Facebook it's uh official troubles back and then on Instagram uh troubles back one and uh the one thing I haven't mentioned is so every title that I drop is going to be under uh, my publishing company called Troublesome Comics. And um, that's also another place that if you go to my website, troublesomecomics.com, I have my social medias linked on there as well. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty heavily active on Facebook and Instagram, usually on my troublesome, uh, on my troubles back uh, comic page and my troubles back on Instagram. So, I mean, I'm pretty active. If you ever want to drop a line or just get in contact with me, those are the easiest way to get in contact with me because I mean, I'm always trying to promote my stuff and promote other people's stuff and, you know, drop me a line and uh, I'm going to see it because, well, I'm already there. So. And uh, I just, I just popped the, uh, the website link up in there and uh, the links to, uh, both Troublesome and Troubles Back uh, are in the show notes, either up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us right now. Awesome. So I appreciate you, can, you having me on, man. I really yeah, do. Yeah. Been a, been a lot of fun, you know, Definitely. just just talking comics and, you know, your creative process a little bit. And, you know, you, we can we can feel your passion just yeah. the way just the way you talk about it, you know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so when's the uh, issue three is is coming it, out now? No, issue issue one through three is already out. Okay. Uh, issue four is what's going to be coming next. Um, I'll be honest with that. All my plans have been derailed this year. So, I mean, I, mm -hmm. I was fortunate enough to drop issue three this year. So that's a win. That's success to me. So issue four has got to drop next year. Issue one of Cubicle Wars has got to drop next year. And I am also working on a, I guess you could call it a handbook, I guess. Um, the one thing that a lot of people ask me at conventions or even online is how I got started or what do they got to do to get started doing comics. Um, so I'm writing a book explaining my journey and my process and how I went about things and where they can find more information as far as, you know, like finding artists and whatnot and, you know, maybe, and some of the common applications that people use to create comics. I'm creating a handbook because when I do any kind of appearance or show and someone comes up to me and says, Hey, I want to create too but I don't know where to get started. I don't want them to leave empty handed. So I'm going to have a handbook for them. And that's, 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 I a, do. that's, that's like, just like a great idea. And I, I got a title for it already. It's going to be called, uh, into a creator's mind. Um, into a creator's mind, something about creating comics or the comic book edition. Or something like that, but the main title is "Into a Creator's Mind." Oh, "Into a Creator's Mind," um, 
the perspective on writing comic books or something. Cool. Now I did this backwards. I've already created a cover for it. So now I actually, I got to write it. <laughs> so now I got to write it. So Caldwell says he still needs issue three. Oh, yeah. I need to get that to you, man. And let's see. There we go. I'm dropping the link for uh, your favorite comic book shop, the hive. I appreciate that. There's a link for the uh, the Hives website if you're in Texas and want to want to check them out, or if you're anywhere and you want to check them out, see if you know if they got yeah. a book for you. And 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 they do ship out. Like if you see something online or see something in their store on the Facebook, they they can't ship that to you. So I mean, you know, you can do business with them from anywhere. So check out the Hive, and everybody already knows. Check out uh, the collective with Danny Morales uh, yep. down in Florida. Um, there's a there's another shop in Texas that uh, is a huge supporter of indie comics, so I always like to mention them. Uh, and then I forgot. There is one um, that is also supportive. Of, uh, he's there's a guy in San Angelo that has been real supportive of, of indie comics as well. Um, now they're they're called uh, they've rebranded and now they're called the Geeks uh, Gaming and Comic Lounge. Um, so there, there, that's another spot you know um, to definitely check out. Um, the one I was thinking of was uh, Space Cadets. Space Cadets. So they out in East Texas, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with a lot of East Texas just because every time I go somewhere in East Texas. It's like I only have time to go to the convention and not really browse and go to the comic shops um, because usually I've traveled a long way. Um, you know, so it's just one of those things. I think the longest I've traveled so far is to Houston, and that was literally go, sleep, convention, sleep, go home. <laughs> I mean, it was a long drive for me. Geeks Martin. Yeah, Martin Martin Lucero, you know, he's the owner of the Geeks Comic and Gaming Lounge out in San Angelo. Well, I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Uh had a blast finding out more about your books and uh spying a couple of cool action figures up on the back wall and definitely. Definitely. And, well, uh, thanks. So everybody, you know, reach out to Joey. Uh if you don't have the first three issues. Hit him up. He he can get them for you. He can yeah. he can give you links where you can order them through the through his website uh, and the the stores that carry them like the Hive, the Collective. So uh, check it out and uh, you know maybe maybe you can go on the website and uh, you know get yourself an autographed copy so uh, you can rub Definitely. it in Danny Morales's face. Definitely, because Danny was showing off. <laughs> Yeah. The one thing I like to do is whenever I do sign sign books is I I do like to personalize them. So if if you want them personalized, let me know and I'll write something nice in there beyond just the autograph. Yeah, I came across uh one of the first indie comics that I uh that I bought at uh at one of the old Boston Comic Cons. Uh that was you know, the guy personalized it and signed it signed it to me, you know. And I'm like, I'm glad I bought it. You know, 
it was an entertaining read and uh about an hour after i walked by his table i walked by again and uh he had sold out of all the comic he brought he brought like a box of 100 oh man that's good and he's and he sold them all i'm like you know that that's back when comics only cost two or three bucks yeah that's the other thing i wish i could find uh, cheaper printing costs you know it's, yeah uh, makes it a little rough you know um i've even I've, i i even like to dabble in variant covers in the sense of like i just dabbled and got a a um what do you call hollow foil i got a hollow foil variant for issue oh, three. Nice. um it's it pretty pricey so price on those are a little higher but i also only print like 40 copies and i number them and sign them yeah super low print runs on those because of the you know the extra cost those and even even higher if you uh go those uh yeah fancy metal covers there yep yeah the way i see it is it's a collector's item you know and mm-hmm. and i'm at the point now where some of my fans are collectors and and they want the very rare stuff so that's 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 i want to be able to offer that you know even even if i got to take a leap of faith that they'll sell you know yeah cuz every everybody want you know is looking for the next shiny bobble to uh to show off to their friends uh other fans online and to a lot of people, you know, want to showcase stuff, you know, up in their houses and, yep. you know, once I, once I can dig my way and, and cut away some of these boxes, I'll, I can reset up my, uh, I can reset up my geek office space and you won't just see a bunch of boxes behind me. I'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll look more like, you know, well, this comic yeah. book guy, but I never yeah. see him with any comic books. I'm like, <laughs> No. Well, I'm just going to assume that every box back there has something cool in it, you know. Something cool in it. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the coolest things I still had, it was gifted to me uh, by neighbors when I was about, you know, four or five years old. I really liked uh, the the old Big Little books. Mm-hmm. And uh, the neighbors, they they kind of, I was an only child they adopted me so they were they were an extra set of grandparents hmm. and uh grandpa joe had this from when he was a kid oh nice golden age mandrake the magician big little book from 1946. nice, nice. it's nice to have something older than myself you know <laughs> you know so I really, I really like those. And there's, there's a, there's actually a, I found that there was actually like a pretty big collector's, you know, market people that, you know, go high and low looking for, you know, big little, the big, the old big yeah. little books. And I'm like, Oh, cool. I go, well, I got three of my favorites. I've got this, I've got a Spider-Man one. Uh, I've got uh Batman, the cheetah's caper. And I've got, my all-time favorite, which was Fantastic Four versus Doctor Doom. Nice. So I'm like, I was introduced to Doctor Doom in in the uh, Spider-Man daily strips in the papers. Yeah. And uh, he's been my favorite Marvel villain since I was a kid. I discovered Batman when I was in awe as like a three-year-old when the TV came on and Adam West and Burt Ward 
yep. leaped it, leaped at the screen and their their flashy shiny costumes. Yeah, I was hooked. Yeah, my my was the uh, the Batmobile and then the all the fighting effects, the pows and bangs, and oh, I was yeah. like, oh man, yes, Batman is is my favorite now. <laughs> you know, for for years, I I tried hitting a punching bag hard enough so I could actually see a word come out. <laughs> the only thing that's happened is I've become short of breath and need a glass of water. <laughs> I guess I'll have to settle, but uh, thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, just a reminder, everybody, uh, this episode uh, later on tonight will be available for uh, audio download at uh, Rage of 80, uh, Rage of Radio, uh, ageofradio.org. You can look for uh, my logo, as you can see in the backdrop here for uh, Creators Outlet. And if you're listening to this on Age of Radio, you can search for creators outlet on youtube and you can watch the video version so you can see all the stuff we're holding up and talking about uh for now uh we're gonna we're gonna say good night little uh peace love and read some comic books <laughs>